everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm so excited to be sharing space with you today. So last time we shared space together, we were taking a look at the story of the ocean. And the last two times, actually, because the ocean came through in two different readings. And after that episode, even before that episode, because usually when different cards come through, it's not usually to, you know, it's weird. It's not usually to bring something new, you know, to the table. Although, you know, the downloads and, you know, whatever comes through later, it can be something new as a result. But usually when I see a card or if I, you know, pull cards for myself or for this, it reflects what's already going through my mind or what has already been coming through and it just kind of gives it, you know, a face or a name. So I had been pondering a lot about, you know, what the ocean really means to me and what it really means to explore the individuality of our own souls and, you know, thus, you know, our own healing practices, being our own healers, healers, being our own channels, our own channeling practices, you know, all of that stuff. And I decided that I wanted to change a couple of things, you know, about this podcast. So unfortunately or fortunately, the only way you can really learn to do anything is by doing. You know, you don't learn about podcasting by, you know, like reading about it or you know, not not necessarily even by listening to a bunch of podcasts. You know, you learn by producing and recording and creating your own. And that's kind of the only way to, you know, learn what works for you and learn your own style. And so I had been, I'd been wondering, you know, what the format was going to be for a while because I kind of just kept on hearing, you know, podcast, 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 you know, in my own head. And I really wasn't sure at first if, this is like going way, way back, but I wasn't even sure if I wanted to create one at first because I was like, I don't even know what I would have to say. I don't even know how I would say it or how I would present it. I don't know how to do any of this. And then, you know, at one point I was like, I just have to try it, you know? And with anything that you, you know, love or that you believe that you will love doing, you know, there comes a point where you just have to get started, you know, even if it's like not... For me, perfection has been a huge, you know, theme in my life. Perfection and, you know, doing things perfectly right off the bat. And that's just like not how it is, you know, especially when you're doing something, you know, completely new because podcasting and, you know, sound engineering and like, you know, editing, all of this stuff is completely new to me, especially, you know, creating and like planning a podcast because for me, it, it's so easy for me to just like receive whatever comes through or and write it down or record it on my own time. And it really, it's not intimidating whatsoever because nobody ever sees it. And you don't have to think about, you know, I don't know, possibly, I, I don't want to like, I don't know if this is the right word, but entertaining other people because that's kind of what it is. It's a mix of both. And so I feel as if the past week or so I've been finding my footing with, you know, where and you know what's like the what's like the perfect balance between you know what comes naturally to me and then also keeping other people in mind you know so 
I made, I mean, they're honestly, they might not be drastic changes, but I did. So I don't do well or really, really well with like a script or anything else. I just, I do well when things kind of just flow. And so that's why I feel like my intro is always so awkward because I'm just like, okay, just like, please just get through this one line, you know, that just like introduces yourself and the podcast and like tell, you know, lets people know, you know, what's going to happen and then just like let everything flow. And then, you know, after that, like first maybe couple of minutes, it's so easy. But the first like minute or so where I'm just like, okay, please just remember your name and the name of the podcast and, you know, what you're going to be talking about, you know, remembering stuff and like planning that doesn't come, you know, so easily to me when it comes to, you know, talking and sharing a message. The rest of it, none of it is planned. It just comes through as it comes through. I don't have any notes and I don't have any like talking points. It's just me, the spirits and the cards. And that's like the easiest part for me. But the whole, you know, planning everything and, you know, what's gonna, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And like, that's actually what I want to talk about, you know, in a bit. That just makes me confused is trying and like probably rightly so, you know, thinking about, you know, what would be better, what would be perfect, what would like make whatever. Like, I think that there's like a fine balance between thinking about or considering what will, you know, make everything come together so that the message that I want to come through comes through in the best way. And then, you know, getting bogged down in like, well, what about this? What about that? What should I do? Like, that's, I feel like if should ever pops up, that's when like, you just need to take a step back. And I did. So I thought about what comes really, really naturally for me. And how can I bring more of that into the podcast? So what I do, obviously, you know, agree with, you know, for a podcast is, you know, people need to know what it is, what you're going to be doing, and you kind of need to set up the space. And for the first 10 episodes, which I labeled as season one, I I mean, I don't know, I didn't even plan to have any seasons. But I guess since things are just changing, I figured I'd label that, you know, those as season one, and this one is season two. We'll see, you know, by the time I publish this, you know, what happens. But I knew for a while I was just like, I know I need a more solid intro than that really mean for different reasons, but I knew I needed a more solid introduction than just saying my name and the podcast and the cards, you know, and it's not because like you should have an intro, although you know what, maybe you should and I'm using air quotes just so people know what you're talking about. But for me, I realized, you know, I need an intro just to really set up the space and I that'll make more sense but I I felt like I was like I don't want like just like some you know introduction that because I I thought about it and I realized you know if you're thinking about it you're probably headed in the wrong direction you know so but yeah I, I started out by thinking about it I was like what would be the perfect introduction just so I can get give some more details, you know, for first time listeners, even, you know, uh, what is it? (laughs) People that haven't, uh, that have, have listened before. And I realized, wait a minute, 
Before I hit record, I do this kind of I don't I don't know if like opening like song slash prayer slash who knows what like this thing just with myself and like it's not like it's like crazy like personal or anything it just helps me to like set up the space for myself and I was like wait a minute why don't I just record it you know I'm not going to record me singing it because that would be terrible and I would not you know subject literally anybody to that ever but I was reading it at or you know because it's it's kind of long, but I was reading when, you know, it first came through and I was reading through it and I was like, oh, this might actually be a really, really nice way to open the podcasts going forward because it says a lot about, it says a lot about me. It says a lot about, you know, my intentions for the space that we are creating together. And I really enjoy singing it, saying it, so... I figured I'd include that and see how it goes. So it might be, and I'm like trying, I'm also trying to figure out how to like play around with this. So I do, I say it, I sing it with a rattle and the rattle is, I've, I played around with recording it and it is just a little bit loud. So I'm going to, you know, try and like play around with the, you know, microphone sensitivity and the levels and like see if I can like control that a little bit. But I mean, maybe it'll be easier if you like turn your volume down even just a little bit. And, you know, I'll figure that out in the future. It's just it's a little weird because I mean, in the world of editing, I guess what you would do is record the rattle separately from the words and then play them together, you know, and like just have them be on separate tracks. But I need the rattle to keep the beat to what I'm saying. You know, it's like the rattle finds the beat with my words. It's not something separate. You know, they come together. So we'll see. You know, I'm going to um, I'll, I'll try both ways. And if it if it really doesn't work and I just like cannot make it work, I'll just do it without it. It's just like I, the words come through differently with the rattle versus without. You know, it's the same words, but they just they sound a little bit different because my voice just like kind of merges with the beat. So um, but yes. OK, so I guess I'll do that now, now that I've given you a little bit of background, but really just um, the words the words make it just I feel as if it the in what am I saying um the words of like the prayer song thing it just it helps everything to come together and I think it really you know puts you know what's on my heart out there and it just explains you know basically what I'm feeling every single time I record and what the purpose of you know all of these conversations, all of these explorations are. So I'm excited to share it with you. And all right, so I guess I'll do that now. So if you want to, you can close your eyes, open your eyes. I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't really matter. The words reach you either way. But I will, let me just take like a breath. Maybe another And one more for good luck.
Alrighty. So let's get started. And actually, let me turn this down a bit first. All right, here we go. I call on the Great Mother, the Source, to honor how through her all creation takes form. She is where our archetypal story begins. So we can reflect on our birth stories, integrate our inner feminine light and shadows, and hold space for all of our creations. I call on Badger, the spirit of communication, to show us the deeper truth beneath the surface of illusion, to guide us through the shadow of dogmatism, to show us that there is space for everyone, to show us how to be grounded in our bodies, connected to nature and her spirits, and how to connect through the power of stories. I call on Jaguar, the spirit of divine timing, to show us grace, trust, and patience. How to listen into and honor the known and unknown, seen and unseen. How to connect to lunar mysteries and inner visions through silence. And to remind us everything is a vessel for spirit through the gift of observation. I call on Stork, the spirit of new birth and rebirth, to show us the way home to our humanity, souls, and bodies, to show us how to confront, heal, and integrate our inner child and ancestral wounds, to show us how to love and cherish our bodies as a means for multidimensional communication. I call on our inner mothers and children so that we may access our own natural healing energy, so that we may access our compassion and empathy and nurturance, so that we may learn how to care for ourselves and one another in an elevated way, so that we may hold the space of love between the personal and universal, where the everyday meets the sacred through honesty and reflection in every moment, so that we may connect the worlds of humans, souls, plants, animals, and spirits around us and travel between these realms of truth from a place of wonder and curiosity and access the clairvoyant, wise, timelessness as we align with the witness and see the aspects of our quantum selves in one another. I call on our inner warriors of love so we can learn to share our truth through the breath of our spirits with passion so we can learn our own unique connection to creation and awaken our hearts and openly hold space for our deep, vulnerable, authentic selves. 
I call on the refreshing spring of Mother Earth and Spirit. So we may always learn how to harness this spring and share it with the world, how to move out of familiarity and labels into the unknown through spaciousness. So we may receive messages from those who have passed and receive visions from parallel lives. So we may all learn the way of the liminal realm through a cosmic and timeless lens. To say the unsaid, forgive the unforgivable, to see the unseen, to know the unknown, and love the unloved, to find resolutions in our hearts. I call on the ancestors to show us the gateway, the initiation, to guide us through our metaphorical deaths, to show us that what inside of us must be released, to make space for what comes next, to move us into deeper growth and usher us into a new threshold of reality. I call on the spirit of unity consciousness so we can heal within our psychic realms and experience self-realization so we can understand how we all connected through divinity that when we harm one another, we harm ourselves with cosmic consequence that no one is healed until the world is healed and receive great insight on our universal family to create peace I call on the spirit of death so that we may appreciate the gift of birth, release control as we are initiated into the underworld, experience the truth of mystery, provide our own psychic protection, mystic protection, and see this world with a great sense of clarity. I call on the heart to show us love, Acceptance, openness, receptivity, healing, and friendship. To let it guide us and create a sacred space to reclaim lost pieces of ourselves so we can transform and express our innate generosity. I call on the spirit of dreams so we can receive multidimensional wisdom about the mystic truths of the universe and understand our power to universal justice and balance. I call on the spirit of true intimacy and oneness so we can connect to our co-creative, magnetic, joyful natures to embrace our deep, sensual connection on this physical plane and release self-doubt as we move with the rhythm of this great life. I call on Jasmine, the desert shaman, to guide us through this mysterious time with her visions, to show us meaning in discomfort and chaos as we dance with the divine feminine and express our life force, beauty, radiance, sovereignty, 
strength, softness, receptivity, generosity from our maternal spirits. I call on Peony to show us that there is kindness, beauty, and truth in all forms of creation. I call on Agape, unconditional love, the spirit of Rose, to show us how to be devoted to love and service, how to put God at the center of our lives so that we may sense the mystical within the earthly and the earthly within the mystical. So we may stretch our abilities to love beyond what we thought was possible. I call on the spirit of power to show us that true power comes through presence and gratitude, to merging the self and the other without expectation, to realizing that what you love within someone else is within you. I call on this power of voice to reveal our own unique wisdom, how to embrace duality with our divine clarity and the art of letting go. I call on the healer to remind us that we are our own healers and channels, to challenge us to redefine quantum healing for ourselves, to show us that protection and abundance comes from confidence in the spirit, to honor that the true master, the true healer is love, and to help us remember who we really are by continuously breaking through our third dimensional identities to love even deeper. I call on the divine masculine, the sun spirit, to show us that we are unconditional love. I call on the divine feminine, the moon spirit, to show us that we are the mystery. I call on spirit, source, God, and creation to show us the truth of love and equality. Okay, so hopefully that wasn't too, too loud. I know it's like kind of long, so I'll probably just play around with that in the future. So hopefully you could hear exactly what I said, and I will actually probably definitely, most definitely post on my website somewhere the words so that way you can follow along if you literally could not hear a word that I said or maybe I'll just have to record it without the rattle I don't know um we'll see but anyway so yeah that's what I do and that you know every single time before I record because you know I I think the most powerful thing about songs and prayers is that they are I don't know. It's they are so beautiful because they say so much about us. You know, I feel as if we really songs, prayers, stuff like that. It really exposes, you know, our spirits when it's our own. You know, there was there is a different song song that I sing right before this. And like I said, many times, terrible singer. So um, definitely won't, you know, put you through that. I didn't necessarily write it, and but I can really feel the spirit of the person, you know, that wrote it, and it, it's so beautiful. And I, I remember reading it for the first time, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I, I feel like I really just, I, I feel your soul in this." So, um, but this one, yeah, I definitely wrote, 
Um, it is, I, I mean, I don't know. It just, it came to me one day. I just, I, I heard it in my head or I heard the first couple of words and then I was like, hold up, please pause. You know, I really need to write this down because I have a feeling I know exactly what this is. You know, I just started hearing some of the words. And I was like, okay, okay. And I wrote it down and this is what it is. It's basically a combination of, you know, the guides and the souls and, you know, every everything that has, every spirit that has really helped me to bring me to where I am now. Well, everyone within reason or else it would have probably been like 10 minutes longer and can't be doing that, you know, all the time. But um yeah, I mean, I think there there are references to like my my animal guides, you know, jaguar, badger, stork. Um, what am I saying? I know there is. Um, there are references in there to my spirit children, which I mean, they they are just souls of their own. They are, I mean, I call them sometimes spirit children, spirit babies. Just and sometimes, you know, they're just souls guides. Like it's all. Um, the same thing to me and, you know, how they guide me. So it is, it is quite personal in in that way where literally every single sentence in there is, it comes from some sort of guide or some sort of spirit that has, or a soul that has played a very, very large part in my life, you know? Um, But it, it might be easier if I, if you had it in front of you to really see, you know, what I'm saying, but um. Yeah, hopefully that hopefully that turned out um okay. But yeah, I'm really, really glad about to I'm really, really happy to share that. So let me get into what I wanted to talk about today. And like today might be kind of short because I'm still playing around with, you know, what it is that I want the format to be. I knew I was like, I would definitely want to include the opening prayer and the closing prayer in it and you know, just change things around. But what I I knew what I wanted to talk about today had to do with something that I, okay, so on, what was it? Probably like Sunday. Yes, it was Sunday. So on Sunday, I met up with a friend um, just later in the day to go we didn't know what we were gonna do and I just suggested we go to the beach just to mix you know things up because there is a very nice spot um not too far away from where we live and it's very large so it's so easy to social distance and it's not it's not packed it's not crowded and there are trails you know so you can just like for me right now what's so important is being out being in nature breathing in fresh air as as much as humanly possible. So what, oh, I, I realized I did not adjust the mic sensitivity, but I'm just like, I'm not going to go through that again. Um, anyway, so I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, why are the lines so different? It's okay, though. Um, first time back. So anyway, uh, you probably literally did not even notice. So but that's fine. We were, we went to the beach. It's beautiful. It's nice and big, social distancing, everything. So I thought, you know, that'd be a nice way to just like relax, you know, on Sunday. And so we went for a beautiful walk on the beach. You know, we were there until sunset. It was so amazing. And 
one of the reasons it was truly a just it was a wonderful evening was because of who I was with. So I won't say her name just because I'm going to talk about a little bit of what we touched or what we talked about later. And so just for, you know, privacy and just like, you know, being considerate, you know, I don't want to like name names or anything. And it's going to be like kind of vague anyway. But she is so she is one of these people that actually, you know, I'm back in my hometown due to everything with, you know, quarantine and the pandemic. And so we went to high school together. And so I think this actually speaks a lot to, you know, the nature of timing and friendship. Um, We went to school together, primary school, high school, you know, whatever, whatever you call like um, the school right before college. And. We didn't really know each other at that time, you know, and I was way different back then. She was way different back then. I literally, we just like did not even really know each other. We knew of each other because we live in a relatively small town and thus the school is not that large. So you basically at least know of everybody at the school, right? But we never really had the chance to connect. and. So I do believe that, you know, divine timing really brought us together, especially within the past couple of months, because we've both been home at the same time, you know, along with pretty much everybody else in my town, because usually, you know, people around here, a lot of us move to somewhere like New York City and, you know, New York City was kind of a mess you know, at the beginning of quarantine. So a lot of people just came back here. So we just so happened to be home together at the same time. And I did not expect, you know, to learn so much about her or to bond with her, you know, in this way, because again, we've always known of each other, but we've never even, we literally had not hung out, you know, one-on-one until about a month ago. So we, we just hung out all night. You know, we started at the beach, we got dinner, And then, you know, we just hung out later and literally all night until 2 a.m. It was just like when I was it was just such a beautiful summer night. And you know how, you know, I I mean, I don't know why this is, but as it gets later and later into the evening, maybe because people are more tired and they're just letting their guard down, they're more vulnerable. But we started having a conversation about love and relationships you know, as practically, I mean, probably all humans do just like at some point, you know, when you're like alone with your friends, you probably talk about it, you know, one way or another. And so, you know, we were talking a lot about the concept of the right person, you know? So this is where I'm like, you know, it, this, the, yeah, this is where I'm like kind of keeping it a little vague just to like, you know, be respectful But that's kind of, I mean, all you need to know anyway, is we were talking about the concept of, you know, what does it really mean to be with the right person? Is that a thing? And so as I was, you know, really just like listening to everything that she was saying. And so this is something I've had to like learn to, you know, not um, what's like the right word? Um. Uh, Over time, I've had to learn how to listen to people and, you know, listen to, you know, my guides at the same time, because I, I mean, I 
hate it, not hate it, but I really strongly dislike it when I can tell people are not listening to me and like what I'm saying to them. And they're just like, you know, thinking of either what they're going to say next or they're thinking about something else. Like you just, you know, when people are not there. And at first, you know, when I was getting used to, you know, just like guides coming in left and right, like I've got some, like, not like in this way, but just like kind of in the way, like, you know, I've got something to say about this, that, and I was just like, I had to really learn how to receive information from them and really, really listen. And, you know, I, it was like, also, I think that's why it was such a magical night because I was like, ha, ah, I did it. I did it. You know, I was able to really listen to her and not necessarily, you know, lose focus on her because that's, what's really important. You know, when people are sharing something with you, you want to show up and just be as present as possible. You know, you don't want to be thinking about, you know, what are you going to have for like a midnight snack later or like how, I don't know, some person didn't text you about X, Y, Z. Like that's not what you want to do. You want to be present when people are being, you know, when they choose to be vulnerable with you. So it was a great night in that moment where I just realized, oh my gosh, thank goodness I can, you know, be respectful and listen and you know, really receive what somebody is saying to me and receive information from my guides and not be distracted. So that was really cool. Number one, because I was like worried about that for a while. I was like, I don't want to be one of those people that doesn't listen. Um, but so when she was talking about, you know, what does it mean to find the right person? How do you know, you know, because like, I mean, there's all of this stuff that quite frankly, I don't know. <laughs> that much about because I don't online date, you know, I don't do any of that because right now it's just not the right time for me. So I haven't, you know, done any of that. Anybody I've met has just been, I, I met them, you know, through like, I guess what people would call in the wild or something like that. Um, they were either friends or like friends of friends that became my friends. You know, I've never had to get on an app and like look for people. Not yet. I'm sure my time will come, you know, just with how the world is changing. So I was only really to just like sympathize with her, um, but not be able to fully empathize because I, I really have no idea. Um, but apps. Yes. So it's, we were talking about how, like, how do you know, who might be the right person, especially now in the time of dating apps when there are literally too many options, you know? So, I mean, when I began dating, I don't think dating, dating apps were like not a thing, you know, they didn't really exist. So there weren't, I mean, it's not like technology didn't exist. I'm not like, old, like crazy old or anything like that, um, as you can probably tell, but yeah, dating apps did not exist. So my options, it's not like they were limited, but compared to now, they kind of were, you know, I didn't have to worry about like, oh, I could literally find a person in Japan, you know, which is like so cool that we can do that. But I think that it's almost as if it is like this kind of like a little bit of a problem with like too many options in terms of, you know, it kind of it can be stressful to think like, oh, well, and like, this is like maybe a whole other conversation, but if this person doesn't 
fit this exact checklist, then like I can just find another person because there are 7 billion people in the world, you know, or maybe less options depending on, you know, who you're attracted to or whatever. But there are a lot of people, billions of people, you know, for no matter what your preferences are. And if you're really, really picky, then millions. Okay. So there's just so many options. And so we were talking about that and like, you know, how do you know? And like, I was like, okay, you know, because there were so many things where I was just like, I understand what, like where you feel like, because this is, it wasn't just her, you know, it was, it's like a lot of my friends actually that are, you know, actually, yeah, a lot of them are in like the dating situation right now. And then, you know, quarantine pandemic, it doesn't make it any easier, but the common thread amongst all of them is like this paralyzing, you know, fear of like, what if I get it wrong? Because like I said, there's so many people and, you know, you go on dates with them and like, how do you know, you know, (laughs) this sounds so, um, simple. I'm like, I know I'm like taking all of the complexity out of it just because I haven't been there. And I think that's quite obvious. Um, but there, there's just so many things that like, I find my friends just like thinking about all the time, you know, when it comes to, you know, dating, like how many dates is enough? How do you know when you know? And like, do you give them seven dates, but, or like, what if like they are the one and then you say no and like you would have known on the eighth date, like all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm sure like my time will come soon. But like until then, I can only, you know, say, you know, what I know because I've only been in like, I want to say like two and a half relationships, you know, two long term ones, one, not even, you know, maybe like a quarter. OK, so like experience is like kind of limited in that respect. But when, you know, she was talking and just like kind of telling me about like what what is, you know, intimately connected to her deepest fears, Jaguar came through. So Jaguar is one of my key animal allies. And usually she communicates to me through, you know, hearing, you know, so That was a little side note. Uh, That was one of the things that I, when I was, you know, contemplating the ocean and the story of the ocean, I realized that, you know, before in the first 10 episodes of the podcast, when I was getting my feet wet, I realized that I was leaving some key parts of, you know, what information was coming through and how, because I was like, I don't want to sound crazier than I probably already am, even though I know that's not true. But I was like, I just want to make this like as simple and as how do I say this? I don't know. I just wanted to like. I I don't think honestly. That I don't think honestly, there is any other way to put this other than I was probably just being chicken, you know, about who it is that I am and like what it is you know, that really, you know, composes my spirit. And, you know, that's also part of probably why I did not include, you know, the song prayer prayer song was because I was like, this seems to be a little bit out there. But then I had a moment where I was actually listening to another podcast and they had this 
amazing medicine woman on. And like I've received readings from her like in the past and, you know, she is phenomenal. You know, she's the real deal. And when I saw, you know, even she admitted, you know, even though she's been doing this for decades, okay, like decades, you know, longer, longer than probably I've even been around. Um, and she was, you know, openly admitting how she was like, this might seem a little weird or like a little crazy, a little out there. And I was like, you know what? There are sometimes I, I think I just like need one of those, not like a reality check, but just a reminder that people are afraid to be vulnerable in so many different ways. It's not just me, but in, in order. And but then I realize, and this is where the ocean comes in, in order to convey what I really want to convey, I'm going to have to go there and just like not check myself and not like try and edit myself as I'm doing this because it's just too hard and not monitor, you know, what I say, what comes out. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, Jaguar, beautiful. She's beautiful. She gives me such, you know, wonderful wisdom all the time. And I'm so like, I'm so lucky, you know, to be connected with her and to know her. But she gives me a lot of the, it, it's interesting because, okay, there are so many guides, actually, they are all, you know, within the prayer in like their own way. And they all have kind of, at least for me, the way they communicate with me, different, you know, flavors to their wisdom, almost. So Jaguar's flavor is kind of like, it usually has something to do with presence and gratitude. Um, usually, because that's usually what I need, like a, like a check on, you know, sometimes when I just like kind of lose my way a little bit, she just brings me back. Or if I get too deep into my head, she just kind of brings me back, you know, with the gifts of presence, patience, timing, gratitude, all of that beautiful stuff. So she came through when my friend was sharing with me and she said something that made us both feel better because it's also, I mean, I don't know if you connect with your spirit guides, animal allies, plant allies um, at all, but it, it's interesting because it's like they are a part of you, but they're, they are their own entities too, you know? Um, so in that way, she made my, um, me as a human, she made me feel better because again, it's a part of you, but also you know, I didn't necessarily come up with it, you know, so she made us both feel better in that respect, because I was like, you know what, I'm connecting with this person, my friend, such a sweet angel. Um, I'm connecting with her for a reason, you know, and she is reflecting not necessarily within, you know, relationships. I mean, it like just different. It's like the same energy, but a different form. So you know, basically, you know, while she was saying, you know, I'm afraid of, you know, kind of winding up with the wrong person, being heartbroken, you know, something that is very, very human and something that we all experience probably at some point, you know, very, very common human experience. And while that wasn't necessarily on my mind, it is the the concept of being like, right or wrong is in my life. Just 
you know, not so much with, you know, relationships or whatever. Um, I'm sure it could be, but that just, what it's not at the forefront of my mind, but the energy, does that make sense? So the energy of, you know, is this right? Is this wrong? Is this like the one? Is this perfect for me? You know, that kind of stuff. That was definitely in my life, you know, even though, you know, I haven't had my time yet with um, getting back, I guess, into the dating pool or whatever. Um, So Jaguar came through for both of us and she shared with us that, you know, what it's really, what it really boils down to is it's not necessarily, it depends on, you know, what your goal is. And I've had this download before. Guess I wasn't really paying attention because it came through again. But um, that, that, yeah. So she came through with this message of it's not about it. What, what really, if you're focused on right or wrong, you probably have some sort of end goal in mind. So let me just like bring it back to the example. So within dating, you know, the concept of the one. Okay, so if your goal in life is to wind up with the one and to be with them, like, I don't know, as long as possible, I guess that would be kind of like the goal. And if that is your goal, like if your goal is to like only have like to only be in, you know, a relationship with one person and if your goal is like for every person you date to be the right person, then yeah, you're opening up the door for right and wrong to be there. And so there will be times when you, I guess, succeed and you fail. Or I guess if we're talking about the one, you will only succeed once and then you will fail every other time. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's interesting because this came through days ago and now I'm like trying to explain it a couple of days later. Um, but what's like a good example? So yeah. So basically Let's say, um, yeah, let's say you had like five partners um, and then the last one is the one that you're married to um, and you you stay married for like the rest of your life or whatever. Um, but the four before that, clearly they were not the one. You didn't stay married to them or anything like that. So what Jaguar was communicating to both of us is with, you know, with that kind of mentality then basically until you find the one, then everything else will be a failure or everything else will be a heartbreak and everything else will be wrong. And then only when you find the one that will be right, if that makes sense, you know? And so she came through actually on that night with like an example, you know, that I was saying to my friend. So, you know, let's just now, let's just say you only had like two partners, you know? Let's say that because my friend also just so happens to, you know, be, you know, have a fear of divorce and not because her parents are divorced. Her parents are together. Um, My parents are divorced. So, you know, I'm sure there's a fear subconsciously down there, you know, um, of getting divorced for sure. It's like, hmm, I don't want to deal with, you know, all of that, you know. Um, But yeah, Jaguar came through with another example of how, okay, well, what about this? What if, you know, you found someone, you fell in love with them and you were married for 20 years and it just, it didn't work out, you know, one day, you know, and you had to be divorced and then you had a second partner and, you know, the first partner was the love of your life. 
for 20 years. And your second partner was the love of your life for the rest of your life, you know? You But you had two partners and you did get divorced, you know? What's so interesting, you know, when she came through with that example, I, I realized, I, I don't know, I just, I felt some peace because I was like, what that does is like, it honors the experience of being with the person instead of, you know, the label of like, this is my person. I wound up with this person. You know what I mean? So in both examples, you know, instead of viewing everybody before, you know, the person you marry and you spend, you know, the rest of your life with as failures, you know, you honor them for exactly who they are and what you brought, what they brought you, you know? So what's like a, maybe like a personal example, make things easier. So I've had like, you know, two longer relationships up until now. And I'm like fairly young. I think, you know, you're fairly young still, even like when you're 40, 50, you know, because that's like, you haven't even lived, you know, in this, into the second half of your life. So, I mean, at any age, like you still have so much more to experience, but um, yeah. So in, I mean, my first two relationships they were my first two, okay? So they were beautiful in some respects. And then in some, I was like holding my head like, oh my gosh, this might be a disaster, you know? Um, but I mean, that would be something else totally separate. But I do not view either one of those as failures, you know? Like those two people, when I think about, you know, what it is that they showed me about myself, about relationships and the complexities of relationships, you know, when I was like walking in there thinking people are losing it, you know, relationships are not that hard. Um, I don't think they're hard unless you make them to be. And I think that's the, that's the message that Jaguar came through with was, you know, this whole human experience, relationships, et cetera. It's not hard unless you make it. So, and so basically you always have the choice. You always have the choice of love, presence, and gratitude, no matter, you know, where you are, or what you're doing. And uh, by the way, I've had my moments where, you know, I wasn't feeling loving, grateful, or present, if that makes sense at all, you know, in those relationships, because like, I was just so, you know, bogged down, like, just like, kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what would be right here. I don't know what would be wrong here. And so Jaguar basically came through and said, you know, it's not, um, there, there kind of is no right or wrong answer with, as to who you are meant to be with, you know, because for example, I wouldn't say that either of those relationships are like perfect for me now, but they were perfect for me then, you know? So they aren't a representation of who I am now, but they are a representation of who I was, what I needed to learn, what I needed to love, what I needed to, you know, bring into and what I needed to release from my life. They were perfect for me at the time for exactly, you know, those people met me exactly where I was, you know? So I feel like the worrying, the worrying about 
is this the right person, the wrong person? It just, it distracts us from being present and grateful for exactly what that person is bringing to us as they meet us exactly where we are. And I understand, you know, um, that it is hard and it is daunting, you know, sometimes when we, you know, have this concept of, of course, you know, you want to wind up with like the perfect person or whatever, um, with the right person, you know, you don't want to. And like, that was, uh, that's something else we talked about, you know, the fact that like, you don't really know people, you know, when you meet them, obviously, because, you know, they were strangers, um, before, um, you met them and you're getting to know them little by little. And there are so many kinds of people out there. Um, that are up to so many kinds of things, you know, that might not be favorable um, to you and to what you want to experience. And that is daunting and scary because it is ultimately the unknown, right? You know, so you just, you have no idea what people are going to turn out to be. And there's no way of predicting that either, you know? So we talked a little bit about that. And so that's, again, where Jaguar comes in with this beautiful message of, you can't predict that. You certainly cannot control it when it comes. And so all you can do is, you know, be present enough to know, you know, what it is that you are meant to see, receive, and then, you know, when it is you're ready to let go of it too, you know, because there are, um, there are people I've been with where, you know, I kind of clung on to them, you know, for far past, you know, what, what, like, um, like I joked as, as like the expiration date, you know, of when you, we were just meant to release each other. We were meant to release each other. You know, I've had that plenty of times, you know, where I just felt that we were meant to release each other long, long, long ago. And we just, we didn't, but it's, um, presence, love and gratitude solves just about everything in terms of if you make your relationships or literally anything, by the way, it's just, it just so happened that to, that we had a conversation about relationships. This is about anything in your life where you think that you could be right or wrong about something. If you make it about an end goal, then of course, you know, you're inviting in polarity, the polarity of success and failure. Um, but if you make it about being present and grateful for exactly what they brought you and then, you know, again, that presence allows you to know when it's time to release it, you know, with honor, gratitude and grace. You know, I feel like they're just they're two different ways of living and it's always a choice, you know. And the reason why I mean, I I use the example of relationships just because it's it's a little bit easier sometimes, but the way that you think about relationships. So I just want you to think about that right now. You know, when you think about, you know, your past relationships, if you've had any or like or romantic relationships, if you've had any or anything like that, you know, do you look back on them and think, oh, what a waste of my time? Because by the way, I like I, I had that, you know, years, several years ago, you know, I would look back and think, oh, my God, that was such a waste of my time. Like, why did I do that? Why did I stay longer? you know, than what was absolutely necessary. And there, even, that's even a message within itself, 
about me learning that I do know when it's like time to, you know, snip, snip, you know, cut that cord and learning. So in within itself, that relationship taught me about how to honor exactly what I know and to pay attention more, to be more present and to honor exactly what it is that I know. So, you know, there's there's information everywhere. Um, but yeah, just it's always a choice, you know, and you always have the choice of like, is, you know, thinking, you know, having this mindset of, is this the right relationship? Is this the wrong relationship? And that's totally fine unless it's driving you crazy, you know? And so that's what I told her that Jaguar, you know, came and like showed us is that this is not okay for you only because it's driving you nuts. And you're, you know, you're literally talking about, you know, possibly never finding, you know, the love of your life. And I, I was like, why, 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 why would you say that? You know, because you are such a beautiful person. Anybody would be lucky, you know, to wind up with you. You can't take yourself out, you know, of the equation entirely. And so that's why, you know. So, I mean, it's not, um, I mean, I would like to think that love, presence, and gratitude is for everybody. Um, it might be for everybody in different ways. But this um, just, it was just something that came through in terms of not just relationships um, either, but just like everything. You know, everything that anywhere where you, you're thinking, where you're stressing out about, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? You know, just taking a step back, taking a deep breath. And just noticing, you know, what's coming up for you, you know, as much as possible. And then, you know, realizing you have a choice. You know, you have a choice to view life not as like a sum of like, um, I don't know, like, um, what is it? Like kind of like end goals or end points like or like checkpoints. Right. Checkpoints. That's what it is. That's what everybody's talking about. You know, instead of the sum of the checkpoints, like I got married here, I had children here, I, you know, did whatever else. Um, Having value and honor for everything that came in between, too, you know. So and realizing that that is just as valuable. And, you know, instead of, you know, maybe making like a person your end goal, you know, making love, creation and knowing creation. Like for me, my the most amazing download that came through for me within the past couple of years was understanding that there is for me no i mean right now no job no person no nothing that is the end goal but knowing love knowing creation knowing source knowing god that is my goal and that can be done anywhere anytime you know so with that in mind, I feel like that's like a good place to probably end for today. I knew it was going to be a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, just think about that. You know, it doesn't necessarily always have to be winding up with the right person because I don't know why I just heard this. You are the right person and you are always with you, you know? So you are always giving yourself the love and the wisdom that you need. You are always, you know, available to hold space for yourself whenever you need it. And so I think once, you know, letting that sink in, it takes the fear out of, am I with the right person? Am I with the wrong person? You're always with the right person because you always have you, you know, at the very, at the very least, you always have yourself. And like, 
I think that works well just in case, you know, you're just like, mm, I don't know about all of this, like God stuff, this like creation source stuff. You at least always have you. And if you do believe in it, then you have God too. You know, you have spirit too, you know? So no matter, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you, no matter what relationship you're in, no matter what job you're in, no matter where you are, you always have you, you always have your soul, you always have your spirit. And if you like, you know, this way of like living, you always have God, you always have creation, you always have source, you always have spirit, you know, um, that, that never leaves you. So I, yes, I will leave it there, you know? So in that way, you don't ever have to worry, you know, about being, you know, winding up, you know, right or wrong, you know, success, failure. Um, because, I mean, that that only exists if you want it to, you know? So the success of finding the right person, that's a thing that's available to you if you want it to be there. But it's not the only way. It's not the only way to perceive relationships. The o- Yeah, that's what it is. The, it, the, there are so many ways to perceive relationships and the value that they have in your life instead of just, you know, stepping stones to find the right one, you know? And I think when the more present you are and the more grateful you are for every single little aspect of every relationship you've ever had and, you know, I think being present allows you to receive that information and that wisdom and that love as it comes, the more you realize that even if they weren't, you know, your forever person, they were your person at one point, you know, and they had a lot to bring you and a lot to give. And so did you, by the way, you know, because it it goes both ways. You know, you had a lot to bring them to. All righty. So in closing, because now I have a closing thing as well. Um, no rattle just to like, keep it easy. It's so short too. So don't even worry about that. But just like, I'm going to probably take just like three breaths. So all right. Thank you to all of the guides, souls, and spirits that supported us in our exploration today. We feel your love with deep gratitude and reverence. May you always show us how we can heal and serve from a place of love, and may we be receptive to this wisdom. I love you with all of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so I'm not sure what I will talk about next time. Um, I apologize for the audio levels on this episode because I realized that um, the talking part is like fine, but like I know that the sometimes the prayers are a little bit more quiet and sometimes they're way louder. So I will figure that out, but I'm excited to share space with you again. <laughs>